After photographing 850 sessions over the years, I found the secret to a studio setup that helps me sell beautiful albums in the 2K, 3K, and 5K range. And today I'm breaking down specifically what you should look for in furniture to help you sell your photos. Hey, boudoir photographers. Are you ready to be totally booked out with high paying clients? I'm Tracy Lynn and I went from side hustle photographer to running a million dollar boudoir photography business working just 30 hours a month. That's right, just 30 hours a month. On this podcast, I tell you how I did it and how you can too. Hey there and welcome back after photographing 850 sessions over the years and my associate photographer photographing 25 for me in the last few months. I found the secret to a studio setup that helps me sell beautiful albums in the 2K, 3K and even 5K range or higher. I've bought so many pieces of furniture over the years thinking that they're gonna photograph so well, but I've ended up selling and giving away just as many pieces. I'm pretty sure Tiffany, my makeup artist, has half of my furniture in her basement. I almost always stick to my tried and true favorites and because of all these learning experiences, I've discovered a few things that decide whether or not a piece of furniture will get to live out its life in my studio or if it's gonna find a new home just as quickly as I put it together. Today, I'm gonna give you those specific key points about what makes a piece of furniture a winner in my studio, as in what makes me love a piece or what makes me absolutely hate it. Then I'm gonna explain my three very favorite pieces of furniture in my studio that will stay and have already been around for years. These are the furniture pieces that help me create photos that sell. By the way, be sure to stay to the end because I've added something very specific that I keep in my studio that's kind of become one of my signatures. Are you ready? Let's dive in. The first thing I look for in a piece of furniture is that it's a neutral and lighter toned color. One of the fastest ways to make me hate something I'm shooting on in my studio is if it's not a neutral color and more importantly, if it's not a lighter toned. I've had furniture like chairs, love seats, and sofa that were like royal blue, deep maroon, and even a black one. And while I like black sometimes, it's just not something that I want to photograph as the main piece of furniture. And furniture with color, like an actual color, it's even worse. The blue love seat would throw cooler tones. And since I already shoot cooler in general, it just kind of threw off my images. And the maroon toned furniture threw off the white balance completely. I used it for a few sessions and quickly realized it was not my style. And on top of not liking the colors, it was more ornate and looked like a granny chair because I think it was. So it just wasn't something that I wanted to shoot with anymore. After those three specific chairs and love seats, I realized that more neutral colors that's just my style. The second thing I look for in a piece of furniture is that it's big enough. Oh my gosh, do you know how annoying it is to try to pose a client on a couch that's just not big enough? Love seats are not couches and clients cannot pose like they are a couch. I learned that the hard way, by the way, and I spent so many months frustrated with that blue love seat that I mentioned earlier. I bought it off Amazon and you know how things go when you buy on Amazon, it's either like really good really bad. And that one was really bad for me. It was too small to do much more than pose a woman in a seated position. So for the longest time, I left it in my quote waiting room 
in my old studio and I finally let someone buy it for a third of what I paid for it just a few months ago. I think what I learned from this fiasco is that the most important thing that you can do is buy oversized furniture. As women, we want to feel and look smaller. And the way to guarantee that this happens is to just buy larger furniture. The third thing I look for in a piece of furniture is that it has an arch, but not too much. I'm more specifically talking about my Chase Lounge here, and I love this Chase Lounge so much. It gives just enough arch to really give the woman beautiful curves in several different poses, but not so much that she looks like she's on her head in certain poses. There's definitely a happy medium here. My favorite pose for this arch piece of furniture is when she's laying on her back with her legs up in the right light. With the right light hitting her just right, her curves are going to look amazing and she looks and feels like a goddess in the photos. Hey there, I'm interrupting this episode to let you know I write a newsletter every single week where I cover photography, business, marketing, strategy, industry happenings, client wins and celebrations and so much more. It's just for you and you can get on the list right now at rebrand.ly slash TLC newsletter. I will also link it in the show notes as well. Now let's move on to my favorite piece of furniture that I absolutely cannot live without in my studio. The first piece of furniture that helps me sell my boudoir photography photos like crazy is my cream chase lounge. And I just mentioned my lounge a bit earlier when I was talking about having an arch in your furniture. And like I said, that is the literal reason I love my Chase Lounge so much. It creates the most beautiful curves and the clients always choose the photos taken with this Chase Lounge. Plus it's a neutral color so it goes really well with pretty much any outfit a client can bring. If you don't have a Chase Lounge, I'm gonna link that in the show notes. You're gonna want to invest in this specific piece of furniture for sure. The second piece of furniture that helps me sell my boudoir photography photos like crazy is my cream tufted bed. And remember how I mentioned earlier that it's important to have furniture that's oversized so your clients look smaller. As someone who's pretty tall, I'm 5'9 or 5'10 depending on who is measuring me. I always feel like a giant, especially next to my makeup artist, Tiffany. She's four foot 10 and 95 pounds. So I don't want to feel big. It is the worst feeling and your clients are going to feel the same way. So you need to make sure that you have furniture that's going to help them look and feel smaller. I used to use a full size bed and the problem I kept having was my clients did look bigger on this bed. So I invested in in a queen size bed. And ideally I would have preferred that it was king size, of course, but my studio is not big enough to support that. So the queen size bed definitely is a step up from the full size bed. And it looks great with my models, my clients, no matter what. I added the cream tufted headboard with black silk sheets to make for a moodier set, but it still has the same depth to it. This is definitely a style preference, but something that you can at least consider while you're designing your studio space. The third piece of furniture that helps me sell my boudoir photography photos like crazy is another bed set that's in a totally different room. This is for my light and airy setup. Now, I told you I like my queen size bed, right? Well, I didn't get rid of my full size bed. I kept it, but I actually turned it sideways to make it look more like a queen size bed in this setup. And I've used this with my white silk sheets and a white wall to make it super light and airy. These are always some of my clients' favorite photos because of this simple setup. It really makes the set all about the woman in the photo and less about the actual set. 
Now, I want to add two more things that I think really help me sell my boudoir photography photos like crazy, but neither one are pieces of furniture. The first is my white fur rug, and over the years, this has kind of become a staple in my studio. It's definitely used with my cream chase lounge setup, but over the years, it's been used as a Christmas tree skirt for Christmas sessions and so much more. I have used it as a standalone rug against my gray wall. Now there were two things in my old studio that everyone had to take a photo with for their Instagram when they came in the studio. One was my 13 foot wall with all of my favorite wall portraits. And then of course my white fur rug. My photography coaching clients have started finding staples to add to their studio. One has a zebra rug, another has an antique vibe so that she has a really ornate mirror and granny chairs. So I want you to think about it. What is your style and what can become your signature staple in your studio? And the second thing is a dark gray wall. And I really love having just a dark gray wall to shoot against, especially if you have the right type of light. I always want the light to fall on one side and the wall facing her has no light whatsoever. I've chosen this type of lighting with intention because I want to make sure that the light catches her skin and lights her chest, booty, and defines her muscles in the exact right way, the most flattering way. I love the gray because gray doesn't bounce light or absorb it, plus it's just classy and neutral. It puts the focus on the clients rather than on the setting. I highly recommend just a plain gray wall or backdrop to shoot with. Now, if you only get one thing from this episode, I want you to know that not all furniture is created equal. Don't be like me and go crazy investing in all kinds of different pieces of furniture, then have so many pieces that you don't even use them. Make sure that you stay true to who you are as a photographer as well. Just because I like more neutral pieces, that doesn't mean that that's going to work for you. Maybe you like the more bold colors. If so, by all means, continue to shoot with those pieces. This is just my opinion and how I personally like to shoot. The most important thing I want you to do is be smart about your investments. Invest in the pieces that are going to help you sell those albums that help you bring in more money, money that will help you feed your family, money that will finally give you the opportunity to go full time, money that will give you the freedom to take the field trips with your kids. Your boudoir business can do that if you give it the chance. And that's exactly why I want to invite you to check out the Boudoir Photographer's Playbook. Inside this playbook, I guide you in creating an unbelievable and luxurious experience for your clients. This playbook lays out the entire session experience from start to finish so you know exactly how to set yours up, including pricing with a business foundation in mind, session consults, sales sessions, and so much more. I've even included my posing guide and icebreaker poses as well. After looking through it, Madison said it's simple and easy to navigate, but has an incredible amount of useful information for any photographer wanting to up their boudoir game. And the best part, you can get access right now by heading to rebrand.ly slash TLC playbook, or just click the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sustainable Freedom with Boudoir Photography. Please be sure to rate and follow so that you never miss an episode. They drop every Thursday and they're always full of super actionable information for you to apply right now in your boudoir business. Until then, make your next shoot your best shoot.